right, so I did a little bit more on Josephus. So I, this is sort of a supplementary handout to what we had last week. So if you want to add this to the end of last week's notes. So Josephus was Jewish. He was born into a priestly family, and he became a Pharisee at 19 years old. And so he was very educated. Um, but after 70 AD, he moved to Rome, and he became the official historian for Vespasian, who was one of the Caesars. And last week we read through the controversial passage. So I tried to break this down into, there's two positions about this passage. And again, the reason that it's so controversial is because it just seems a little too perfect. You know, is mentioning the resurrection and um, it, it seems too favorable for somebody who was a Pharisee and a Jew to be talking that positively about Jesus. That, that's the controversy. So the first position is that uh, Josephus did not believe in Jesus as the Messiah or that this is a later Christian modification. Christians inserted this passage later into Josephus's writings. That's kind of the position. Well, why is this? Well, because a Jew would not believe in Jesus as the Messiah. It seems unlikely that Josephus would have written about Jesus in such a positive way. And there is this naughty problem that there are many different renderings of this passage. And so there's not a clear manuscript history as to what it said in the original. It is obvious that there were some modifications. The question is, is to what extent were those modifications and when were they inserted? The second position is that this passage is authentic to Josephus. Now, someone had asked me last week, is Jesus mentioned anywhere else in Josephus? And I went back and I looked into that question, and there is one other mention. In his book, Antiquities, chapter 20, it mentions James, the brother of Jesus, who was called Christ, or the Messiah. And so there's that, just that little brief side comment. Um, the part of the dispute is that this passage in Josephus is quoted by the Christian historian Eusebius. And that seems to be like the earliest copy that we have of this quote. And that's in the kind of late 200s, early 300s, I think, his ecclesiastical history was written more in the early 300s, if I remember right. So because we don't have the original manuscript from Josephus, we're going by this quote of Josephus by Eusebius. Does that make sense? This is the controversy. Is, did Eusebius even alter this quote by Josephus and kind of add his own Christian spin to it? This is the assertion. Well... <laughs> Here's where I went down the rabbit hole. Um, This other paper here that I have documented for you at the bottom by a Jewish scholar, not a Christian scholar, Jewish scholar, named Shlomo, I don't know how you say his last name, if it's Pines or Pinez, but he is a Jewish scholar, and this is from a book that he wrote in 1971. And you can access the entire book online. Thank you, the internet. 
And this is the definitive analysis of the controversial Josephus passage. So if you are really interested in this conversation, you can go and read 93 pages about from, from Shlomo Penez from 1971 about this passage, and it will document the entire manuscript history of this thing. So, yeah, so that's what I have on this handy-dandy outline here, this handout here, is after reading briefly through that entire paper, to me this was the key, key of it. <clears throat> there is another rendering of the, you see, of the um, Jesus passage in Josephus in an Arabic translation that is very early. And this predates the Eusebius uh, document. And it corresponds to Eusebius's version of it. And so it really provides good support that what Eusebius gave us was, for the most part, authentic to Josephus. So you can see there on the left um, the Arabic translation. And you can see that most of the facts are there. There was a man called Jesus. His conduct was good, so he was ethical. Um, He was known to be virtuous. Many people from the Jews and the other nations became his disciples. Pilate condemned him to be crucified and to die Those who had become his disciples did not abandon his discipleship. They reported that he had appeared to them three days after his crucifixion, that he was alive accordingly. He was perhaps the Messiah concerning whom the prophets have recounted wonders. So this is a very powerful support that what we get in Eusebius is probably mostly from Josephus himself. That's not to deny there are some changes in Eusebius, but this Arabic translation of Josephus, um, this guy just says unequivocally, this Jewish scholar, this book is published by like the Israel Academy of Sciences and Humanities. It's a very mainstream thing. It's from the University of, it was either Hebrew University or University of Jerusalem or something. And it was connected to that. So this isn't like some weird, obscure self-published book. This was a very mainstream academic treatment that he gives here. And I think that his statement on the back that I've included is very fascinating. He says, those who believe that Josephus's antiquities contain a passage concerning Jesus, but that it was not one known to us in the Greek manuscript. According to this view, the testimony is the result of adaptations and alterations to which the original text of Josephus was subjected by zealous Christians. So he's basically outlining the the zealous Christian position. He's summarizing it. This opinion led to several attempts being made to reconstruct the hypothetical original text. There have been many, many efforts to figure out the real words of Josephus in this controversial passage. Some of them were very elaborate, (laughs) And the modifications proposed were numerous and incisive. Eisler's reconstruction does not have many traits in common with the the Textus Receptus is the received text. In other words, the common text of this book. In another construction, the alterations and uh, amendations, amendments, 
were kept down to what was regarded as a minimum. The discouraging fact about all these attempts is that the scholars who made them, this is so interesting, the scholars who made them were guided in the main, though not in all cases exclusively, some of them used various secondary sources to good purpose, by their personal subjective view of the probable position of Josephus with regard to Jesus and the way in which he was most likely to have set forth this position. In other words, the reconstructions had, by and large, only a subjective validity. He's basically admitting that the scholars who have been engaging in these reconstructions of the real authentic Josephus were largely motivated by their own personal subjective points of view. They just, their own bias. They wanted to prove the conclusion um, from the, the outset. And that that's how they went about their studies. I think it was a very candid remark by this Jewish scholar. But this is, does seem to be the definitive analysis of the Josephus pass, or the Jesus passage in Josephus. So if you want to meditate on that, there's the, the reference. I think it's, it, this seems to be, I think that some version of this Arabic text is probably pretty close to being the original in Josephus's. Either way, you almost don't even need Josephus because most of these, these points are corroborated by other Roman sources. Josephus, the only reason this is controversial is because Josephus is Jewish. That's why it's controversial. If he wasn't Jewish, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, hopefully that helps you. So, the position of most liberal scholars is seems to be that most of the disputed passage is authentic. You can at least make that assertion, I think, in a non-controversial way. I couldn't find anyone that would say the whole thing was made up. The question is, is what parts of it were made up? Some parts are possibly the result of later Christian modification, but this Arabic translation offers good evidence that what we have in Eusebius it seems to be fairly accurate. <clears throat> so, anyways, does that help? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's sort of a little follow-up. So, the, what facts... Just to go through what we did last week, the facts that we learned from this is Jesus was known as a wise and virtuous man. He had many disciples, uh, <coughs> Jews and Gentiles, and that Pilate condemned him to die. There's probably some other facts we could get from that. Jesus was uh, rose from the dead. His disciples reported that he appeared to them, and they continued to proclaim his teachings. So they're kind of backing into those facts. Um, Finally, perhaps Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus was the brother of James, and Jesus called, was called Messiah by name. That's from that short little section um, about James. Anyways, hopefully that helps you think about all of these sources.